just turned your life around, your relationship with your daughter in every area. It seems like you've really improved the quality of your life significantly. Oh, yes, significantly. You're just my hero. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You're you're the reason why I've been able to do what I do. So please know that. It's just been wonderful for me. Welcome to the Family Addiction Coaching Podcast. My name is Patrick Doyle. I am one of only 22 certified craft clinicians in the United States, a family addiction coach, and a social worker with 30 years experience in the addiction and mental health fields. From this series, you'll learn insider tips and strategies to best help a loved one with addiction gain health and recovery. You will also learn how to improve your family's overall quality of life. Let's get started. Also have a tendency to uh, avoid conflict, especially with those that I care a whole lot about. What was your reason for seeking coaching sessions? Well, I'd been to um, counseling before to help, and this had been going on for years, um, to help me um, in how to handle, navigate um, my daughter say her addiction, but my role in um, as a mother in setting boundaries and really trying to uh, take care of myself while supporting her. And I had not been able to figure that out. Um, I just got to the point, I was like, I need to try something different because it became, you know, un- unmanageable for me and not healthy for me in dealing with it. Um, And that's uh, when I decided to seek out um, coaching. I have been struggling for quite some time. I felt like my life was um, not dependent on hers, but really more that she was depending on me too much. And I allowed that to happen uh, for way too long. And I really felt like I felt hopeless, like I didn't know. I felt more hopeless for myself in handling it, actually, than her handling her addiction because I just didn't know what else to do. Actually, I'd work with two therapists, and I'd been to a few different Al-Anon groups. Wonderful people, very supportive, but I needed something different, Um because I felt like I wasn't, I wasn't moving forward. That nothing was changing for me. And with using those people and the resources, I thought, you know, this is whatever the reason. It didn't really matter. It's just that for me, I needed something different. And that's when I sought and found you. Was there any particular reason behind wanting to work with me? Was there anything that you had learned about me or saw on my website that struck you or resonated with you? A friend, and he has shared with my son-in-law a different approach for families and for individuals who are addicted. And so I looked it up online. My son-in-law's friend had been uh, sober for a long time. You know, he was dealing with Addiction, but it sounded like what he had tried before hadn't worked till he got to this, to something different. So I Googled it and um, 
your name came up first. Like I said, I wanted, I knew, I knew I needed something different than what I'd been doing. I was in the middle of it and I couldn't see a way out of it. I just knew that it was dysfunctional enough that I needed something. And again, this was about me not feeling good about the way I was handling um, my life and dealing with my daughter, our relationship. Again, I just, I couldn't see what it was and I knew I was too close to it to see what it was. And it was more than, because I had people tell me, why don't you just tell her that you're not going to do this or not do that? And that didn't work. And she would listen to me, but it was that I, I had trouble doing it. I had trouble following through. I had trouble not, you know, giving her money and giving her things that really kept her or didn't help her come out of what she was doing. So it sounds like it was not working for either of you. No, it was not for either one of us. And that's why I thought, oh, it's got to be different for me. And then hopefully, you know, the difference would make a difference for her. And it would be my behavior that might do that, you know, might start that change. It sounds like you had a sense that you needed to change in some way. Correct, because I tried it for so long and nothing ever changed. And um, also I think that, you know, I don't like conflict and also it would feel so overwhelmed in how I was dealing with it that sometimes I would just you know, deny or avoid because it just seems so overwhelming to me. And at least then I would get a break. So I thought this needs, you know, I cannot continue denying and avoiding. It's not good for me. Obviously, it's not helping my daughter. And it it didn't make our relationship wonderful, even with me doing that. So I thought for myself and for her and our relationship, I need to do something different. I felt felt a lot of guilt because I knew I could not control what she was using or how often or the amount. But then again, I thought I'm not helping her. Um, and as her mother, you know, I felt like I should know how to do that better. Also, I'd done it for so long that I felt guilty because I had not been able to figure out what to do before then. So a lot of guilt there, a lot of shame. And then it also impacted my relationship. I have another daughter and it impacted that relationship. So it was just, um, you know, there's some guilt with that also with my other daughter. So a lot of guilt, some shame. It sounds like it might have affected your self-confidence. Oh, definitely. Definitely my self-confidence. Just as a mother, you know, I'm I'm not a counselor, but I do work in the helping field. And being in this environment, you know, that also kind of impacted how I was feeling because I'm thinking, you know, I'm helping other people figure out things to do and alternatives, and then I really couldn't figure this out uh, for myself. I think you were, you know, a coach identified or one of the coaches. It's been a long time since I looked. You know, I found it, found you, and then I was done. 
it was like, yes, finally. What I know about coaching, I feel like it integrates the why, but also the application part of it. So to me, counseling is so wonderful and it's very helpful. Um, but sometimes I felt like with my experience, I didn't get to the the doing part. Like what what are you, what are you going like? Let's practice what you're going to do, right? Let's talk through it. The change in behavior. I think that's talking through that with the you know with you and with coaching in general. I feel like that was like the jet fuel for what um, we did together because you know we would talk things out. We'd role play. You always were supportive of me, but you had this thread of continuing to respect, uphold, honor my relationship with my daughter. I hadn't always felt that from others I'd worked with. So that was really helpful. You were direct about what you said to me um, related to what she was doing or what I was doing, but it was always supportive. And I, you created an environment that was really safe for me to doing or practicing the doing or what I was going to say to her and how I might say it. And really having that environment with someone who's supportive to practice it really helped me feel empowered. So when I did say things I rehearsed them and I felt comfortable doing them. I saw that so clearly with you as you would describe how a difficult conversation had gone. You were confident. You sounded confident and reasonably comfortable given <laughs> the challenge of that particular topic or decision <laughs> that you needed to make. As you went through the coaching journey, how did it change things for you? My um, confidence grew, my self-esteem about handling or navigating this with my daughter and with myself, because it was my discomfort and the way I handled it that brought me to coaching. And so I really began to feel more confident and I think grounded, empowered. Like you had a foundation? Yes, and empowered. It also made me feel like I knew what I was doing. And if I said something and didn't come out the way I wanted it to, that I could back up, right? I mean, I even have had experience in the last couple of weeks where something came up. I needed to have a conversation with her about it. And the difference there was usually I would not tell her how I felt when she would say things to me that were hurtful. or To me, they felt hurtful. And this time I told her, and she came back and said, I am so sorry. I didn't realize that would hurt you. Wow. And I know. So it's just the more we practiced and I applied it with her, it's like that confidence grew. Like you said, the foundation, the relationship with her, because I don't think she realized, like in this situation, what she, the, impact of what she is saying sometimes to me. But I felt empowered and comfortable to say it, knowing that there was a risk that she was going to get angry, hang up, not talk to me for days. But I thought, you know what, I've done this. This is something I need to say. 
I deserve to say it. I was not ugly or anything. And then I don't think I've ever heard her say that to me. That's the first apology. Yeah, that's the first apology. And not that she needs to apologize, but sometimes she says things and I haven't held her accountable for them. You know, this just proved, (laughs) you know, I should be telling her how I feel and not assume that she is intentionally. But again, that goes back to I was denying, I was avoiding conflict. I had certain beliefs around what she said um, and what she was thinking about me through the coaching. I, I feel so much more comfortable having a genuine conversation with her, knowing that sometimes she's not going to like it and sometimes I'm not going to always like it. But we can have those conversations or I can have them now with her where I could not have before coaching with you. I would not have. Wow, that's incredible. And your daughter is well into adulthood. I mean, she's not a kid, right? No, she'll be 37 in May. Good for you. You got the apology. That's terrific. Mm-hmm. Did you achieve the goals, results you were looking for from the coaching engagement? And if so, what what would you say were the goals or results that you achieved? I did achieve them. Well, one was having genuine conversations with her about, like I just shared, but also about what I could and could not do in supporting her because I've helped support her financially for years. Um, That was a goal, and so I um, accomplished that goal. And then the communication part, very important to me, I've been able to set boundaries about other things um, that I will do. Because I think before she took for granted that I would just do things and things not even related to her use, but related to helping her or doing things. She has a 10-month-old and she assumed that I would have him every weekend. You know, I had to tell her because I did help her initially when she had him. But, you know, after the first couple of months, I told her, you know, this is really, I love him. But every weekend I'm tired and there are things I'd I'd like to do. Um, She didn't love hearing that, but now I get him because I love seeing him. But it's my choice when I see him. And that makes all the difference, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It makes all the difference. And then, too, I think what I was doing inadvertently, I think, is by helping her with him as much as I was, she I don't think she was having the full effect of, you know, the mother role. And now I look at her and him and she's a fabulous mother, a wonderful mother to him, and he adores her. And so by me setting boundaries, she has stepped up, but also she's grown into her role, which she does really, really well. That has been wonderful to see for her. That's really interesting to me. So in setting a boundary, a healthy boundary, it 
actually gave her an opportunity to step up, step into that role and learn it and ultimately to enjoy it. Yes, exactly. Because she does enjoy it because he's, you know, he's loads of fun, but you can tell that she's more connected now and engaged with him than she was when I was helping her do more. That's, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. Great work. Well, wonderful coaching. Was coaching as you expected it to be? Or maybe yes. you didn't know what to expect? No, I thought, cause I, I've had some contact professionally with coaches and working with them and in, you know, in a professional setting, but, um, but I didn't know what it would look like with what I was needing and what I was looking for. So, but I'm glad I did it because I think, of course, I'm glad I did it, but it's a different, like I said, it's more of the doing, it's more of the doing than um, thinking about it, analyzing it, um, problem solving. Problem solving is involved, but it's more of what do you, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to try? What do I feel comfortable trying? What would be one thing I could try that would be comfortable doing? And so I think I grew into that because of the coaching. Yeah, it it sounds like it's action oriented as opposed to traditional psychotherapy. Very action oriented, which, you know, I'd sat around and thought about the wines long enough. Or, you know, all that. I needed something different. And this was the difference for me. This is what made the difference. One thing was not being afraid of her reaction, which was helped by practicing and having, you know, someone to support me and how to say something or what I might say and me practicing it and playing with it. Um, Also, in working with you, you supported me in taking care of myself, what that meant for my quality of life and how I wanted to live my life. Um, So that was just really powerful, too. And it sounds like there was a intersectionality as you were focusing more on the quality of your own life, you were also able to change and use the different approach with your your relationship with your daughter. Mm-hmm. So very connected, making changes in both areas. Yes. Well, yes. And the change with me, then it would impact her because I would relate to her differently, communicate with her differently, treat her differently um, because of the way you know, I was feeling and what I was doing. And you had, I don't know if it's a thicker skin or you, I recall that it seemed like you had more tolerance now for her anger, for her blaming, for her being upset with you. Yes. Cause it doesn't, um, I don't take it as personally as I did. I think that's part of the fun. You helped me have this focus, not in a selfish way, but in a self-care way of taking care of myself and what, what do I need to take care of myself? 
emotionally, not just, you know, in dealing with her, but also emotionally in moving forward. So taking care of yourself and taking care of your daughter, taking care of other people who are important to you in your life, they're not mutually exclusive. It's not like you can only do one or the other, but you can do it all. Right. But I think I'm glad you said that because I think that was part of it. I, I couldn't see taking care of myself being important at the same time as taking care of her. It sounds like you saw no way out before mm-hmm. the coaching, but you had some hope, almost like there's got to be a way. There's got to be an answer for me. Mm-hmm. You, you were You were not giving up not only on your daughter, you were not giving up on yourself. Right. That was part of it because I totally lost sight of myself, let's say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because really at the at that point, I was so discouraged that, and like I said, I was hopeless. Yeah. Taking care of myself was not a priority. What limiting beliefs have you let go of? Well, one was I'll never figure, you know, I'm never going to figure this out. This is going to be the way I'm going to live my life. The rest of my life is dealing Destiny. with this. Yeah, this yeah. is it. And part of that goes with because I've done, you know, I mentioned I've been doing it for so long with her that I've started thinking, you know, I'm too old. I'm done this so long. I'll never be able to get out of this, which was not true come to find out because you helped me get there. So that was part of it. Not being smart enough, I think, is part of it. I feel like sometimes I got in this maze. Again, I, you know, I couldn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought, yeah. it's, you know, I am a smart person, but this maze that I'm caught up in, I'm, I just can't, I can't get out of it. I felt like I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't think my way out of it. I couldn't problem solve my way out of it. And now I don't feel that way. I can say, you know, what I'm thinking. I can be straightforward and kind and supportive. That's another thing from working with you. You helped me get to the point that I could be, I could set boundaries and still be kind and supportive to her, but keep my boundaries and take care of myself, which I was not able to do before. So that's different. So I'm like, I can handle it. Like that conversation I had with her, I mentioned most recently, it was unplanned. She said something and it, you know, I thought, oh, this is one of those topics, you know, two years ago, I would have avoided, not addressed, but it was, I, I was in the moment. I thought I can handle, I can do this now. So I think, Again, feeling confident, going ahead and addressing things, knowing that she may like it or not like it, all of that, because I know now that I've had enough experiences doing that with her that I always feel better long term than, you know, even if she gets upset, I may not feel good in that moment, but I know after I've thought about it, it's I did the best thing that I could do for myself and usually for her too. Sounds like she has changed and she has adjusted to your changes 
is there something about it that is helping her grow? Yes, exactly. Because she's more mature. She's more responsible. Uh, she's handling situations that I never imagined that she could handle without me. Just seeing that is very empowering and reassuring because then I think, you know what, it's almost like when I quit babysitting every weekend that she stepped up into her role more. And then when I stepped out of other situations, she stepped up and was able to marvelously handle things, do a great job handling them without me. But with me handling them, she didn't have to. And how cool is it that as you withdrew a certain type of support, that empowered her. She had a decision and she chose she was going to step up. So how cool is that? Yes. Yes. It's wonderful. And it makes, I think it makes her feel better as an adult that she's doing these things as an adult that before I was handling for her. How is your life different as a result of the learning you've made during this coaching period? What have you learned that you'll carry forward in life? That I can have difficult and uncomfortable conversations, especially when it involves setting boundaries to take care of myself. Also, try not to make assumptions about what people are thinking when I say things <laughs> like with her, you know, I finally told her that was, you know, she said something was hurtful and she comes back with an apology. I did not realize it. And so, um, that is really helpful too, but I'm, you know, I'm more confident and more grounded and not just saying what I need to say to her, but to other people also. I work with a staff of 17 people and you know, you have to have difficult conversations. I'm much more comfortable having those now Wow! than really? I was before. So it's, I mean, yes. So it's, you yeah, know, it, that's incredible. I figure if I can do it with my daughter, <laughs> I can do it with a staff right. member. Yeah. So especially with right, what right. she's had going on, um, but I think being in the moment and being kind and supportive and being direct, but not mean um, that most people appreciate that. And then I think it helps them know that they can be that way with me if I'm that way with them. So it's been helpful in other so you, areas. You can do that in the workplace and that works really well. Oh, yes. Because, I mean, you have to have the conversations. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And conflict is a good thing. It, yes. It's, it's inevitable. And it it is something that we can, what you're saying, I, what I'm hearing you say is that it's something that we can get better at and we can learn to manage it. Mm-hmm. Again, you were very supportive of me. You were, you always picked out my strengths. You were kind but direct. The way you helped me 
come up with what I was going to say to her or what I could say to her. Super helpful because, again, sometimes in even practicing, I would feel like I was in that maze, like I wasn't sure yeah. what to say. And it's just because, you, you know, you're just you where I've been doing it for so many years. And so I get yeah. just caught up in that. Then you would say something and it would be, you know, or you would ask me something because your questions were really powerful for me. And so you would ask something that I think, oh, oh, OK. <laughs> I can do that. And then we'd practice and fine tune it. And then I felt like I could use it. But it's having that you help kind of pull me out of the maze that I was stuck in mentally. Just I don't know what to say. I don't know how to say it. Super powerful and helpful. So supportive. And then the practice was so valuable. You've mentioned practice several times. As you said, we would do role plays Mm -hmm. in our sessions where I would be playing you, you would be playing your daughter, and then we would switch roles and we would give each other feedback. That is something often missed in traditional psychotherapy is the value of practicing and learning through action. Definitely. It's one thing to think, well, I'm going to say this, right? Or I could say it when you're meeting with someone. So different than if you think it through, think about what you're going to say. You have somebody supporting you while you're doing that. And then the role play, I think, is I think jet fuel. But having a safe environment to practice and just see how it feels to say it and then the role like you would play her or I would play her and we go back and forth because then in my mind I am thinking about what she's going to how she might or I think of course I think she's going to react and then thinking that through so I'm I'm prepared to main, you know maintain my boundaries and take care of myself or you are always encouraging me to be kind and supportive to myself but also to her And I think initially my first thought would be, I'm really going to have to be harsh and, you know, hold the line and all this. And so, but you can hold the line or the boundary and still be kind and supportive. And you helped me balance that because I don't, I don't think I was balancing it very well before working with you. I also have my anxiety about talking to her added, I think, to how I was coming across to her. And so when we practiced a role play, I was calmer because I had practiced it also. You were developing skills. Mm-hmm. With traditional psychotherapy, I've done that for many years. I've done coaching as well. It seems like most traditional psychotherapy approaches, clinician might give some advice or guidance to a client then the client is maybe expected to implement that without having the skill to actually be able to do it. So then the client follows up with the therapist. And, you know, if I'm a client, I would feel, you know, kind of badly that I didn't follow through on what my therapist has suggested to me. It wasn't because of lack of motivation. It was because I didn't know how to do it. it it's almost like I didn't know the language. Right. Exactly. I gave you a lot of homework 
assignments <laughs> w- would you would you say that i mean there was a lot there was a lot of out of session learning mm-hmm. that i suggested for you that i gave you the opportunity to pursue would wouldn't you say mm-hmm. well and some of that was having conversations with her i think that was helpful because i wanted to be able i wanted to do it but then i wanted to also report back to you how it went and then get any feedback or what would be next. No, you never made me feel bad because sometimes it just didn't work out. Or I think sometimes her behavior would change, right? Her behavior would change and then I didn't end up needing to talk to her. She got better. She got better. And so then I'm like, you know, you have to do that. You're, you're not the same person as you were a couple of years ago. My other daughter also noticed, I mean, it feels good that they they can see a difference because, you know, they were concerned about my behavior also. That must make you feel good. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. You've just turned your life around, your relationship with your daughter in every area. It seems like you've really improved the quality of your life significantly. Oh, yes, significantly. I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much. And um, you're just my hero. (laughs) It's true. you're, true. You're the reason why I've been able to do what I do. So please know that. It's just been wonderful for me. That brings us to the end of this episode. As always, thanks for listening to Family Addiction Coaching. If you enjoy the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. And if you found this episode helpful, please ask two friends to give it a listen. Be sure to come back for the next Pro Tips episode. For more insider information you won't get anywhere else, and check out the other episodes. Until then, this is Patrick Doyle, and you can find me at FamilyAddictionCoach.com.